Welcome back to Pinlaw Perspectives. Last episode, we broke ground by having our first married couple on the podcast. If you haven't listened to Courtney and Carlos's episode, go check it out. And just to continue that trend, we're breaking ground again with this episode's guest. But before I introduce the guest, round of applause, round of applause. to the class of 2020 and all students at Penn for finishing up the year. I hope you all are enjoying yourself and taking time to do whatever makes you happy and relaxed right now. It's a little too early for wine here on my side, but it's a nice day out and I have the windows open and there's a cool breeze flowing. So I'm in a great place right now. Our next guest is also in a great place. This episode features Kehani's father and my friend, Dominic Powell. Dom is a father, y'all. But before he became a dad, he kept himself busy as a husband and homeowner in West Philly. Before law school, Dom lived in Brooklyn where he met his wife, Kirthi, and Dom has worked as a community organizer and urban rights worker in North Carolina, Chicago, and Kansas City. Before law school, he worked with the ACLU in New York and had the chance to do state and national policy work on immigration issues with wonderful attorneys, which led him to law school. I feel fortunate to know Dom, and I'm grateful that I was able to catch him while four-month-old Kehani took a nap. I hope you enjoy his pinlaw perspective. I try to convince people to slow down, slow down AI, to regulate AI. This was futile. I tried for years. So where are you still? You still in the same room? No, I'm I'm over in the baby room now. Oh, nice! <laughs> Got the rocking chair and the the light right above your head. Uh huh. You're glowing, man. Yeah. It's I'm that a- uh, postpartum. I discovered the male postpartum glow. Yeah. What does yeah. it feel like? Feels like uh, tired. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming the baby's not in the room right now. No, no. Where is she? She's downstairs. She's asleep right now. For now, huh? For now. <laughs> and I don't know if we're going to have to end this in one second or if we can talk for the next 45 minutes, but I really, this has been a long time coming. I mean, we've talked a few times since you become a father, and mm-hmm. this is... You let me know too, because we can just have this conversation or it can also be a part of the podcast. Um, But if you don't want people knowing that you're a father and if you don't want to break the news on this podcast, I understand that. You should also know. I'm uh, no, I'm, I'm totally happy about that. I'm more than thrilled to tell people that I'm a dad. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Being a dad is great. It's the best decision I ever made. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I, 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 We'll need to go to dinner and that sort of thing in a little bit, but okay, okay, yeah. cool. Well, let's let's just wrap while while I have you. Um, there's so many things about your law school experience that I think has distinguished you and and from a lot of other students. Um, the fact that you're a homeowner in Philly, the fact that you are married, um, the fact that you are mm-hmm. a father. Um, but I know that all three of those things weren't the case when you first came to law school. So can you, can you take us back a little bit and just introduce yourself? Tell us where you're from, 
give us a little bit of insight into how you're doing right now. And um, then also we'll talk a little bit about sort of how you got here, how you got to Penn Law and, and where you're going from here. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm originally from North Carolina um, and grew up a little bit north of Charlotte. Um, and then after, after undergrad, so I graduated in 2010, um, I sort of bounced around a lot. I was, decided to become a, a community organizer. So I was working in like a lot of rural immigrant communities in North Carolina and with like farm workers. Um, and then I moved to Chicago. I was doing some similar immigrants rights work there. Um, and I was in Kansas City for a little bit. And then eventually I moved to New York where I was working with the ACLU. Um, and that's where I decided to become a lawyer. Um, just like being involved in more um, like state and national policy work on immigration issues. And, and I got to work with some really fabulous lawyers there. And that's when I decided to come to Penn. Yeah, so you were in New York before this, but you were living in Brooklyn, right? That's right, yeah. I was living in, um, mostly in Prospect Park, um, like Prospect Park, Flatbush. Uh, I lived, yeah, I was in Brooklyn for um, for a few years. Um, and that's where I met um, Kirthi, who would, be, who would become my wife. Yeah. Um, yeah, we lived in a little apartment in Flatbush together. Um, and I don't know, she, she had lived in Philly before and coming, you know, me going to Penn was great for her too, because she was really excited to come back to Philadelphia. Um, and we just kind of knew even in Brooklyn, like that we were going to set up shop here. You know, we like, we wanted to get a house. We wanted to have a family. Yeah. Um, so everything just kind of fell into place. Man, you, you yeah. need to, I need a little bit of that, uh, that good energy that, <laughs> and Mojo, you, you said that you had some, uh, <laughs> some advice for us if we ever find the one, right? Uh, joint bank accounts. Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely, um, you know, try to get rid of that, like, Venmo and each other stuff, like, as soon as you can. I mean, it sounds like a big thing, like, commingled finances, you know, signing a mortgage together and all that stuff. But like, honestly, like it makes life so much easier. There it is. Step number, <laughs> step number one, <laughs> don't Venmo each other. Yeah. I mean, you get, I mean, cause you'd be surprised just like how, you know, how many little arguments you can get in just like keeping a tab on each other. So the, the, yeah. So the faster you can just like, you know, eliminate that from your life you know simplify your life man mm. yeah i'm curious your baby was born kahani was february born 26 february 26 uh -huh. so february, the last week of february in in two weeks you would be sheltering in place the law school <laughs> would have closed the doors <laughs> and you would have been part of you know helping draft and petition or at least providing advice to one else as to why we should go pass fail for the last semester of our law school. Like how, 
take us through those three weeks from when your daughter was born to when you got the email from President Gutman that we are going to remote learning. What was that like for you? <laughs> um, yeah, so, well, I think it, it must have been, you know, Monday or so of that week. Um, you know, Kirti was not sleeping well, like starting to have some contractions. And, you know, you, and he goes, you know, if you have a baby, you, you know, you try to take classes or read about like, you know, you try to figure out the, t- you know, the timing of the contraction so you know when to go to the hospital um, and things started, you know, speeding up um, the following day, I think it was. And we went to the, we went to the OB and the OB was like, yeah, I, I think you're going to have a baby today. Um, and so I was, you know, I, I was supposed to be in fed courts that morning. Um, but I, you know, I made the right decision, I think, which was to go to the doctor's appointment with my wife yeah. and, um, and yeah, they were, the doctor was trying to get us to stay like in the hospital. Um, but you know, we, you know, things weren't quite where we wanted them to be yet. Um, and, you know, so we went back home and we waited a little bit and then, you know, and then we had a baby, uh, you know, the next morning, um, you know, so we spent a few days, you know, in the hospital, recovering getting to know Kahani um but yeah you know I'm sort of looking at my phone checking the news and I'm like oh this is like you know have you seen this like this thing going on in China there's like some kind of wild stuff happening out there you know like something we need to worry about um you know because you know by by late February you're starting to hear about you know I think there was like a case or two in the United States yeah um you knew about that. You were you were keeping close tabs. You were informing us in our group meet chat. You were dropping some links. Yeah, I spent a little bit too much time on my phone. So, but in in this situation, it was a good thing, I guess, because yes. I was up to date on what our uh, what our public health situation was. Um, yeah. But it was kind of fortunate in one in one way because because of the baby, we were already kind of isolated, you know, because you can't really do anything, um, especially at the beginning, because neither of us are sleeping very well. Um, You really just, like, the baby just needs really just round-the-clock attention at that point. Um, Mm -hmm. So we were just kind of hunkered down at home, and... um, I had been talking with Dean Lynn for a while mm. about what what the school side of our birth plan was going to be. And so I had worked out with her, uh, which, you know, about taking basically like a little bit of time off. Yes. Um, so, you know, huge shout out to Dean Lynn for being supportive there and the kind of sage. helping. 
yeah, just like, yeah, totally. Just like helping kind of troubleshoot stuff and making sure that my professors knew not to expect me in class and that sort of thing. So, so I was just home and until spring break and then, cause spring break was what, like the week after that or so. Yeah. Um, and then they, yeah. So I was just kind of locked in like a week early. Nice. Just were able to slide right into fatherhood, mm-hmm. quarantined. That's wonderful. Do you have any just initial stories from the first few weeks of being with your daughter and your wife? Any personal story about you feeling and recognizing that, hey, this is, I'm, I'm a father now and this is my child and I'm here? Uh, story? Story, I don't know. I, I've got a few observations, I think. Yeah, One is just, um, I think... I'm really lucky. Um, you know, this is like a terrible situation that our world is in right now. Um, but I do feel really fortunate to have this time at home to spend with my daughter mm. and, um, and also just to be home, uh, especially in the beginning of my wife's recovery to like be here and support her um, you know, while she recovers from the birth and then, you know, it's just, it's like one of the most incredible joyous things I've ever had in my entire life. Just watching my baby develop and seeing her learn to smile and learn to laugh. It's like really incredible. Um, and I think it helps put things in perspective, you know, I think in law school, it's especially easy to lose perspective and just sort of not think that anything else in the world is happening except, you know, this test you got to take. And it's been really nice to um, have something that just like overrules law school. Yeah. You know, so just being able to Put in, and I think it actually has made me a more diligent studier in the past few weeks because I'm like, okay, I've you know I've really got to put in the work between noon and six or whatever, and uh, but then I've you know I've got to go pay attention to my baby before and after that. You know, yeah. I'm also really grateful to uh, to my wife, um, you know, for also making sure that like I have the space during exam time to like take care of what I need to. Yeah. How is she doing? How's Kirthy doing? She's great. Yeah. She's great. Um, you know, doing a little bit of gardening, just doing her thing. <laughs> but you're not helping gardening. I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get you. To I, admit I, that you she's know, doing, I'm, she's doing I'm not much a good more. gardener though. I uh, know. Um, you know, I, I built some raised beds just to help. <laughs> that um but no i've 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 it's exam i'm in crunch time with exams even though it's pass fail like you know i still gotta hit these books kind of hard to put anything down that is remotely intelligent yeah well man i i just want to say congratulations on everything outside of law school and i know that that's this is the first time I've said congratulations to somebody in our class without, you know, focusing that towards our 
you know, accomplishment of, of finishing law school, but just congratulations on, on everything, on starting your family, on, you know, being a great partner, um, being a great dad, as I know you are, will continue to be, um, you know, still crushing fed courts, um, doing I everything. I don't know about man. all that, but. <laughs> doing everything, man. I, I look yeah. up to you and. Um, well, thank you. Definitely, you know, proud of proud of everything that you're doing, and definitely, I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. So I'm I'm not just asking these questions for you to <laughs> respond to them. I'm asking so that I can learn. Um, so I appreciate you, you speaking the truth. Um, so the second question I want to ask is, what are you doing um, after this, after graduation? Uh, what were your plans, and have they changed at all? So after graduation, um, I'm headed to the uh, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Um, I'm going through the honors program, so I'll be working in their D.C. office. Um, and as far as just coronavirus-related changes, um, things haven't changed that much. Actually, the Bureau has been really awesome about working with me and being flexible with um, the still kind of amorphous bar situation. I was planning on taking the DC bar. DC canceled the bar for July. Um, they're supposed to announce tomorrow, I believe, whether or not they will hold a fall exam. Um, but based on that announcement, there, if there's no fall exam, I might try to take uh, a different state bar. Um, but that aside, yeah, I think we are moving to Maryland. Um, okay. You know, and so there's like a few logistical things to figure out, like, are we going to rent our house out? You know, like, what's, you know, there's, there's all that stuff. Where are we going to live? This is there's all that kind of stuff to figure out. You know, got to start scoping out like a daycare, maybe it's all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm really trying to worry about that. You know, in August, that those are more like August questions. Yes. <laughs> um, I think right after graduation, like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take a break, man. Like. You know, that that's kind of the nice thing about this whole, like, bar <laughs> getting canceled everywhere is, like, you know what? Because I really was looking forward to just turning around and, like, studying for the bar. Like, I'm really looking forward to just getting a chance to chill out for at least a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is a, that is a perspective on this situation that I think folks are getting to right now. I think initially because it was so abrupt and we weren't sure whether or not the bar was going to happen and we weren't getting any answers from um, our respective you know, state Supreme courts, nor were we getting answers from our firms or our jobs. Um, mm -hmm. So I think people initially were, were worried, but I think now, like you said, I'm definitely approaching this from the perspective of, okay, this is extra study time. Um, or extra whatever time, you know, extra family time, um, extra time to, you know, work on whatever you want to work on. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a good perspective mm -hmm. that I, that I hope more people are, 
um, taking to heart, um, trying to find the silver lining and all this. So, and I hope, bro, I hope you just, I hope you get as much time in the next several months with your daughter as possible. Um, and I hope. Thank you. you. Yeah. I hope you get as much time to, you know, spend with Kirthi and you all get as much time to be with her and, um, you all have a smooth transition, um, out of Philly, um, and, and to Maryland. And, um, that's exciting. And I hope that you all are able to figure out what you want to do at the house and it's fruitful and it's, it's beneficial to your family and you all reap the benefits of, of that investment as well. Um, love your house, love your neighborhood. So, um, yeah, I love it here, you know, and, and I think we're still trying to talk about like what the, what the three to five year plan is going to look like. Does it mean, does it mean coming back here? Does it mean, you know, setting up shop in Baltimore? Like what's, uh, that's other stuff that I've started to think about, but, yeah. um, but you know, I think like right after, you know, right after I hand in that last exam, I think I'm just gonna kick back you know, sit on, uh, sit on my porch swing, read a book. Yes. You know, and just look at my baby. Yeah, and, man. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, man, it'd be good. Especially the weather has been so nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know, man. Well, last question. Um, and mm-hmm. you've spoken a little bit about this, but I want to hear more about it. Can you talk more about how it's been being with your family, um, I'm, I'm sure before all this went down, you're a little bit, maybe even a little bit anxious or worried about not being able to go to class. I know maybe that's shifted now that you have your daughter and you're recognizing that you know, the most important thing is just to be there for your family. But this has sort of been, as you said, a, a blessing for you so that you could you know, be isolated with your family and see your daughter grow. Can you talk about what that's meant for you um, and what it's meant for Kirthi. Um, and, you know, the story, I guess, that you're going to tell, you know, Kihani, you know, when she's older about the first few months of, of her, of her life, um, how this was for her and how this was for you all. Um, the story I'm going to tell her, you know, I don't know what story I'll tell her, you know, something that I keep thinking about a lot is, um, you know, my own grandmother lived through, um, the, the 1918 flu pandemic and, you know, the town she was from was just like completely wiped out. And, you know, she had, she had stories about that time. Um, and so I've been in a really loose way, just kind of reflecting on that sort of historical intergenerational rhyme. Um, but as far as what the story will be, I don't, I don't quite know. Um, I'll say that being a new dad in this moment where people are wearing masks walking around outside and stuff has been really anxiety inducing, you know, Mm. and just worrying about like, you know, am I putting my family at risk just by 
going for a run outside uh, without a mask on or, you know, where like literally just any little thing you can think of going to the grocery store feels like a risk. Mm -hmm. And, you know, any, any outing like that to the grocery store to pick, uh, you know, to pick up some, you know, some other supplies, you know, I have to ask, like, am I putting my new child at risk? It's, it's like, it's, that is really tough. Um, You know, so it has been an increased pressure to be extra careful. Yeah. You know, um, I don't even, <clears throat> I don't even get near other people outside. Like, you know, sometimes I feel like you play this little game of chicken walking down the street. Sometimes people don't want to, people don't want to get off the sidewalk or nothing. And <laughs> You know, I just don't even play that anymore. Like, I'm not going to wait to see what they do. I'm just going to step off the street. Yeah. Uh, it's like kind of annoying, you know, to be crossing the street all the time and this and that. But, you know, I just do it because I don't even want to have to worry about like, oh, did I get too close to that person? Was they coughing or, you know, anything like that? So, um, you know, so it has been being a new dad has been an, an additional pressure uh, and a reminder to be diligent. Yeah. Uh, have you um, been able to, you talked about like going on runs, like what are, what are some other things that you've been able to do to take care of yourself during this time? Um, I don't even feel like I could like effectively ask, ask that question because I know that life is, is just <laughs> is, is totally different for you right now. And yeah. um, probably the fact that I get 20 minutes with you is, is great. Um, thank you for doing this. But has there been anything that you've been able to do on a daily, every other day basis, maybe weekly basis that's been sort of like your thing um, where you spend time with yourself? You know, I have been kind of bummed out to not be able to go to pot truck. Um, you know, I really liked, I really liked going to pot truck, working out, running into people, running into you. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I liked being there. It's been, it's been sad not being able to go there. Um, I have been running. Uh, I've been trying to run like, you know, four to five days a week. That's been my main self-care outlet. Now that it's now that it's warmer, dusted off my bike, able to nice. get out a little bit. Um, you know, I've been checking in with family. That's been good. Um, but especially in exam time, you know, it's just been really between between exams and baby. You know, I I got a whole lot of recreational time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, you know, like that time is like nap time. You feel me? You know, yeah. because, you know, we're still, I think, two months into this. You know, I'm still getting up like every 
you know, at least every three, four hours, you know, mm-hmm. at night. Yeah. So if I can, you know, if I can sneak in a nap or something like that, I usually try to take it. Hey, like running naps, running and naps and the occasional. Beer. That's what I got. That's what I got bad, right now. You know? Bad life. <laughs> bad life. Well, we're in the last week, man. Last week of law school. Do you have anything to say to, uh, to our classmates, to the faculty, to the institution, and speak your mind? <laughs> Let's see what I got to say. Um, <laughs> no, I don't have anything dramatic. Um, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed my time here. Really enjoyed my time at Penn. I've really enjoyed my time at Philly. Um, you know, being, you know, being the chair of environmental law project, I have gotten to uh, talk to a lot of like admitted students that are interested in environmental law. Um, and that's given me an opportunity to reflect on my time here and people, like a lot of, prospective students asking, you know, did you feel like you made the right decision? And yeah, I totally feel like I made the right decision coming here. Um, you know, I've loved the people I've met, um, that I hope will be, yeah, such as yourself, that I hope will be lifelong friends and colleagues. Um, yeah. Thank you to, to you, to, to everybody. You know, it's been real. You know, there have been little, you know, there have been little frustrations here and there, but, you know, that's just, that's just life. It's, none of it's got, you know, nothing I'm going to be sour about, you know what I mean? Yeah. And this, this is, that's always been your MO, man. And that's, I think, why I have gravitated towards you is because you sort of, are able to put things in perspective and and I appreciate that. Daddy Dom's last uh last message. I feel like you need to do a special shout out for Abraham. You're uh you're just back and forth communicative group me partner. Uh you and him, I could read you and your exchange with him for at least ten minutes. Like it's it's I, it'll hold me for 10 minutes, which is pretty significant given the fact that you all are, <laughs> are speaking, I mean, in, you know, 140 <laughs> characters. But, yeah. Shout out, shout out to Abraham. Um, you know, it's good to have somebody to like, you know, bat around with. Uh, I feel like, you know, we, we definitely have different perspective on things, but you know, it's like, it's fun to, you know, have somebody to like go back and, it's kind of, I don't know what you call it. Like, yeah, just kind of have like bat around a few ideas with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's been good. Yeah. Oh, thank you for the consistent entertainment slash trolling slash. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I worry if I'm just like annoying people. Cause you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, and also, I don't know. It's like a little bit of a, like an ADD problem of mine where I'm like, you know, I'm sure I worry people where I'm like, Oh, I'm mad about, I'm mad about this political thing. And then like, like 
20 seconds later, I'm like, oh, hey, here's a picture of my beautiful baby. And, you know, and like, here's some other thing that I'm on right now. And, you know, <laughs> and perfect. You know, I'm trying not, you know, I know that I'm just like, and just throwing all of these random ass things that come into my head every 10 seconds. But, and it's all, none of it's related to each other, but no, it's, you know, it's that's just how I am. The future of the profession. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Batting the <laughs> profession is like 140 characters at a time. Right. You know, like you're only on something for like 20 seconds. Right. You're going to be billing like every 10 seconds at a time. Throwing in pictures <laughs> of your children. You know, just, just yeah. to let people know. Yeah. That's great, man. I appreciate this, man. This is this is rare. We we we've had what? I don't know how long we've had. Like forty minutes. I appreciate this, oh, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or man, what are you all eating tonight? Um let's see, some you know, just some different uh like South Indian curries. Mm. And rice, so maybe she's gotta eat, man. Yeah, she's gotta eat. If y'all don't eat, she don't eat. If, yeah, if we don't eat, she don't eat. <laughs> or at least if Kirti don't eat, Kehani don't eat. Right. Like you know, whatever it doesn't, it doesn't matter what I do. I try to convince people to slow down, slow down AI to regulate AI. This was futile.